The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our review of the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. On this episode, we're going to kick off our look at the Seeker cards. We're going to take a look at Art Student, Dr. William T. Mallison, Laboratory Assistant, and I've Got a Plan. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing respectively. Cards that you build around, or are good in one particular deck, get a Blessed Token, while cards we believe are destined for the list of taboos or are simply bad for the game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. Speaking of amazing members of the community, special thanks to Sean Coe, the latest patron to Embrace the Darkness. Thank you very much, Sean, for your tremendous support. It is greatly appreciated, and I hope your 2022 is filled with nothing but Elder Signs. If you'd like to be amazing like Sean and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list... Head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that graces the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to our review of the uh, Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. We are moving on to the Seeker cards in the box. This is uh, part one of a four-part series. We're going to kick things off with Art Student. It is a two-cost asset with an intellect skill icon, the ally, and miskatonic trait. As a response, after Art Student enters play, discover one clue at your location it has one health and two sanity and takes up an ally slot. Thoughts about the art student? I've always really liked art student, especially in Roland. It's yeah. really quite nice in Roland. Since he only has three intellect, it's kind of hard for him to investigate just by taking investigate checks. And since he grabs clues from defeating enemies, you can just play art student to grab clues in the downtime, which is really nice. And the fact that it also has two Sanity Soak for Roland is really nice as well. You know, because once you play it, it's fairly disposable at that point. So, you know, paying two resources for two Horror Soak and a clue, that's some value. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. In fact, I like to think of Art Student as like an event with some Horror Soak attached onto it. Because you pay your two like an event, you get and you get the clue, and then at that point... You don't care what happens to it. Even if you overwrite your art student with an ally you really care about, like in Lowlands, maybe a beat cop, in a seeker, maybe a Dr. Milan. Um, yeah, because you don't care because you've already gotten the main benefit out of it, which was mm. the clue. Um, yeah, art student's really nice. It's also really nice for discovering clues on like four shroud locations. Yeah, without having to like boost the test really high and then draw a minus four and fail anyway. It's it's quite it's quite good, especially in like an off investigate like an off investigate investigator like Roland. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I imagine most main class seekers want an ally like Milan Christopher, you know, so they can just investigate and get more resources, but off class seekers like Roland really benefit from a card like Art Student. Yeah. Because like you were saying, they don't necessarily have the intellect 
but being able to like grab a free clue off a four shroud location makes scenarios a lot easier for them. Yeah. Also, art student works really well in the Dunwich cycle of investigators, um, like Ashcan Pete and Jenny and Jim, because of that ability to get a, sh a clue off of a four shroud location, you know, without having to make an investigate test. So like Ashcan Pete, you know, he might be, you know, ready to go with Duke and all, but you know, if Duke's exhausted, he doesn't have as many options. So art student's kind of perfect at that point. Um, you know, same with like Jim and Jenny being able to get a clue on a high shroud location without having to throw their whole hand into the test is quite nice. Yeah, the ability to discover a clue without making a skill test is is huge, especially in, in the Dunwich cycle with the investigators who can take five cards from any class. Art student is uh, is very splashable. Obviously nice in Roland for the, uh, the sanity soak as well as the clue discovery. The uh, Miskatonic trait becomes more relevant as your card pool expands. When you pick up uh, Miskatonic archaeology funding in the Harvey Walters starter deck, I don't know if that deck is is there yet, but uh, Art Student is is an option for that. I think the biggest issue with Art Student is just the competition for the ally slot. The main class seekers at this time, like Daisy and Rex, don't really need her. They do a pretty good job of discovering clues all on their own, and so and they have Doctor Mile and Christopher, and so she struggles in to to find a spot in that deck. I think as the card pool has grown, her stock has actually gone down a little bit simply because we've just received so many good allies that I can't remember the last time I actually put Art Student in a deck. Maybe Roland, but yeah, we got I, some playstyle differences going on here. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just feel like she hasn't she hasn't made the cut as often as she used to. Like during Dunwich, I played her a lot, uh -huh. but recently she seems to have taking a backseat to some of the other allies that that are available. But, uh, I mean, her between the ability to discover a clue without taking an action and or a test, for that matter, and yeah. that soak, she's, uh, she's very, very nice. Yeah. I had success using her in Trish. Makes sense. I get it. Yep. It's, it's very similar to Roland in that, you know, sometimes you just want to get free clue discovery and this is a really nice way of doing that because mm -hmm. it also provides trish with soak that she needs yeah and yeah for those unaware trish gets a free evade when she discovers a clue with when there's an enemy at her location so you can take the attack of opportunity to play the art student grab the clue get the free evade and then go about your business or discover yeah. two clues if you really want yeah it's true how yeah, we, uh... again, any off off investigate investigator. Yeah, that's quite good. So here's a here's a real question. What is she drawing? Is she drawing that thing that has like the little star and the swirl in the background? Is that like some sort of space rock or something? And she's just like drawing it? I sort of assumed it was an elder sign on a on some sort of artifact. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell from and she's, distance. She's being an art student and and drawing it. Yeah, it's kind of it's also kind of interesting because she is left-handed, and and she's married. You can see like if you squint hard enough, and you can see she's wearing her wedding ring on her right hand, which is kind of unusual. I think right? that's no, just a, I think that's just a ring, but I never noticed she was left-handed. Yeah, but it's on her ring. It's on her ring finger. So, 
you know, maybe maybe this is supposed to be like flipped, you know, and that would make more sense because then she'd be right-handed and wearing a wedding ring in her left hand, which is like more typical, you know. It makes her more generic. But then again, just by flipping the image around, they made her much more unique and interesting by her being left-handed. Yeah, more left-handed people. So oh, how would we uh, rate the art student? I have a soft spot for this card. I'm going to give it a plus one. I quite like this card. I tend to favor off-class seeker investigators, and art student tends to be pretty good in the investigators that I like playing. So maybe a zero... Once you expand your card pool, but I, I still think this card's pretty good. Like, if you're willing to play something like Intel Report or working a hunch in your deck, I think this is worth considering just because it gives you two extra soak. I'm also going to give this a plus one as well, because I think when it comes to level zero allies or events with sanity soak attached, like, this is, this is pretty good. Um, every scenario asks you to get clues. Some of those clues are going to be on high shroud locations. And, you know... It's nice to not have to fail tests and lose your sanity so and go insane. So she does all those things. Plus one. Yeah, I vacillated between a zero and a plus one, but I'll settle on a plus one because I do quite like her. I mean, that ability to discover a clue at anywhere is is gold. <laughs> a lot of the time there's there's you know, pretty much every scenario has that one location that you dread investigating. Whether it's, you know, Mesocatonic University in uh, the Midnight Masks or, you know, that's the that's the one I always come back to. But there's always a location like that and the ability to just drop the art student, grab that clue and then sack her to some effect that comes along. So you can play the, the other ally that you want to play is is very, very nice. The next card we're going to talk about is another ally. This is Dr. William T. Mallison working on something big. He is a one-cost asset with a willpower skill icon, ally, and miskatonic trait. As a response, when you draw an encounter card, exhaust Dr. William T. Mallison and place one of your clues on your location. Cancel the drawing of that card and shuffle it back into the encounter deck. Then draw a new card from the top of the encounter deck. He has two health and two sanity and uh, takes up an ally slot. Now, we, we talked about how cheap the art student was and the amount of soak you get for that. This guy is even cheaper and gives you even more soak. He was the only level zero card in the uh, Lost in Time and Space Mythos pack. And uh, man, this guy packs a punch. He supposedly does. I don't know. Every time I've used that ability, I end up drawing an equally worse encounter card, so I've oh, just yeah. forbid myself from using this card. The worst. I, oh. I get what it's trying to do, in that you, like, say you have one particular encounter card, something like Beyond the Veil, for instance, that you really cannot afford to have resolve. Malison... He's got your back. But every time I've used his ability to do something like that, I either draw the card again or I draw something equally worse. Yeah. So my experience personally has been tainted. But even just for four soak for one resource, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, that's the good part about him is the fact that he um, gets four soak. Also a decent choice in uh, Roland, by the way, mm -hmm. you know, because he gets beaten up a lot. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, William Mallison, the problem with him is that it's even worse when you draw the exact same encounter card that you shuffled back in because you're terrible at shuffling. 
<laughs> and you end up just it just the card you shuffle in just makes it to the top because you know you 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 just just by force of physical habit i may have done this before <laughs> so uh, even without the ability though just the extra soak is just the the two and two for one that's like pretty unparalleled is he still the only guy who's one cost for two of both i think so yeah. I, can't, I can't think of anybody offhand who's who gives you as much soak as he does for for so little one thing that is worth noting about Willie Malson is that unlike other treachery cancellations, first of all, he can cancel enemies. Ward of Protection can't do that. Also, he cancels the drawing of the card. So that includes Surge, mm -hmm. which things like Ward of Protection, they only cancel the revelation effect. So there are some corner cases where this guy does a little more than your typical um, treachery cancellation because he cancels the whole card. In lower player counts, though... That placing a clue on your location is a lot Nasty. more detrimental oh, than it is in three or four player. Oh yeah, you know oh, your, yeah. your your decks aren't built to scoop up clues like they would be in a multiplayer game. Yeah. So you know you really have to have a very specific target in mind when you know, I think you use his ability. You know something like Beyond the Veil I think is a good instance, and yeah. it makes a lot of sense why he's in this box. You know, Beyond the Veil, I think, is the prime example of a card you'd want to cancel with him. But, yeah, there are times where, you know, like we were saying earlier, you, you shuffle the card back, you draw something equally worse, and now you're you're behind. Yeah. So you really have to consider that loss of tempo in exchange for that, you know, that exchanging of the encounter card. Yeah, it's also worth noting that it's very tempting to run him for encounter card cancellation at zero XP, because he's zero XP, so you can you can bring him in the very first scenario of, of the campaign. And when you're playing a zero XP deck, you might not be well equipped to catch up from that loss of the clue, and still getting an encounter card anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's just something that's worth noting because it's very tempting to bring him at zero XP just to like cancel ancient evils, you know, in in say three or four player. But since you're a zero XP deck, you may not be ready to. Um, recover the loss of that clue and you have to be careful of the shroud value of the location you use them on right? <laughs> that's true that's true you unless know. you have art student then you can uh you can just yeah you, you know <laughs> so like you know say for instance you grab a clue you use a flashlight or a skill card you know you're dedicating resources into that and now you're spending that clue on an encounter card that may or may not be worse than what you're what you were already going to draw. Mm -hmm. So I've personally shied away from this card throughout my years of playing this game, but I know there are some big fans of this card. Yeah. And I just have never really understood it personally. Yeah. Personally, I play art student over William Allison because often enough, the two soak is what I'm really after and the art student, it costs one more and I push ahead with the game rather than maybe not falling behind you know mm. yeah speaking of big fans of this card i am one of them i uh, really like this guy a lot and have used him to very good effect placing a clue on your location is a huge cost especially if you have to drop it at a low at a high shroud location but this guy's ability to deal with treacheries or enemies is huge especially if you're playing solo and you cannot deal with another enemy 
that is often worth a clue because you can just send that enemy away, especially if it's something that's going to take you a lot of actions and time to deal with. I much prefer to just send it away and take my chances rather than have to be like, okay, well now it's going to cost me two or three actions to kill this thing or other or evade it, or it's going to hunt me or something like that. This is really the outside of Word of Protection. There aren't that many effects like this at this stage of the game. So he is very useful for people like Roland who don't have access to sort of treachery cancellation or seekers. Really at this stage, mystics have the lion's share of the treachery cancellation. So this guy comes in. I do like how this guy sort of fits into a encounter card denial strategy as your card pool grows. There are several effects like this that if you, um, as your card pool expands, you can sort of put all these cards together and have a lot of control over what you're drawing from the encounter deck. I think the biggest issue with uh, Malison is that as the campaign goes on, as you said, uh, Nate, you end up in a position where everything is bad and sending one card away to get another card is not as good as it was say earlier in the campaign where you end up with a lot of variation between the power of the cards i i know the last time i played this guy extensively was when i built a deck to, to beat before the black throne in solo and to get rid of the mindless dancers this guy was huge because you can just say, nope, I don't want to deal with a mindless dancer. The problem in that scenario is a lot of the treachery cards are just equally bad. And so you have to be prepared for that, that sure, you're getting rid of a bad card, but you're probably getting a bad card in exchange. So you have to be very selective about what you are getting rid of. But this guy can also just save you a game to be honest. Like if you draw the wrong card at the wrong time, you can drop a clue and basically, you know, there is a risk that you will draw that same card again, but he can win you uh, a scenario. This, uh, the whole idea of dropping a clue is something that the, um, the designers explored in Seeker. We haven't actually seen that much lately. It was sort of, there was a period where we saw a lot of cards that involved dropping clues. We saw the uh, forewarned in a later set. There's another. Uh, there's another. What quick, is that? Uh, quick study, I think it's quick called. Quick study. Mm -hmm. So this is a sort of a theme that ran through a few cards, but we haven't seen it all that much lately. Which is, uh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind of curious why they they sort of moved away from that. How would we uh, rate this guy? I'm debating on. He's not a blessed token in that you build around him. But I kind of think he's a blessed token in that you have to consider what encounter card you're going to be canceling with him if you plan on using that effect. But he's got so much soak and he's so cheap that even if you never use that ability, it's still pretty good. I'm going to land on a zero. I think that's... He's, he's a solid card. Even if you never use that ability, it's solid and... Like we were saying earlier, there are certain encounter cards that are most definitely worth using this on. So, yeah, I think a zero is a good spot. Yeah, he feels like a he feels like a fine card. Just the fact that um, if it was like blank, he'd still be pretty good for the one cost for two health and two sanity. The fact that he takes up the ally slot 
<clears throat> depending on your deck, could be nasty. You may not be able to afford spending your ally slot on just soak. I can see why you would he would see he would be probably better in solo play because your that card you shuffle back in, you may not see it ever again. Whereas in like four player, it's it's coming back pretty soon. You know, you're gonna because you're blowing through that encounter deck so quickly by comparison. Okay. So I see what you mean there, Mr. Lang, about uh Malison and Solo. Yeah, I'll go I'll go with zero on this one. I'm gonna go plus one, um, simply because I think as a solo player this guy is this guy can be pretty important. Uh, just beyond the soak. I mean, the soak already makes him him pretty good, and then the ability to to get rid of a card that in solo you may never see again is is very good. I do agree, though, that if you're playing multiplayer, this guy's stock probably is closer to a zero, simply because yeah. you're going to blow through that encounter deck so quickly that shuffling one card away just doesn't do enough. Especially, um, whereas in solo, especially in some of those later scenarios, I'm thinking of something like um, where Doom awaits in Dunwich that has a huge encounter deck. Like it's got 30 plus cards in it. So if you draw an enemy, chances are you're not going to see it again uh, oh, yeah. later mm -hmm. in that scenario. So I do like that guy for this re for that reason. We have another ally to talk about. This one is uh, Laboratory Assistant. Two-cost asset with a, an intellect skill icon, ally, miskatonic, and science traits. Your maximum hand size is increased by two while checking your hand size during the upkeep phase. As a reaction, after Laboratory Assistant enters play, draw two cards. She has one health and two sanity and takes up an ally slot. Laboratory Assistant is unique in that... Even to this day, she is one of the very few cards that lets you increase your hand size. There are very, very few cards that let you boost your hand size above eight. And uh, we got Laboratory Assistant in Dunwich, and I don't think there's another one until Dream Enhancing Serum way down the line in the Dream Eaters. So she is uh, unique in that respect. Again, much like Art Student, she has an effect that... Uh, she sort of hits hits the table, you draw two cards, and then the hand size increase is nice, but it's not really something you can really use all that much. I think at this stage of the game, uh, you don't really get the sort of mega hand size decks until uh, much later. Uh, there's quite a bit of support for that in the Harvey Walter starter deck, and Dream Eaters is when you really start to see players start to to look at, say, hey, I can have half my deck in my hand at one time. What do we think about uh, the laboratory assistant? Pretty much the same that I feel about art student, you know? Yeah. Other than drawing cards is, I think you could argue it's better, question mark, because, you know, cards can generate more value than a single clue can most of the time. You know, so it may or may not be better than art student solely for that purpose. But I've always really quite liked lab assistant and art student just yeah. for the reasons we've outlined with art student. It's a good effect that once it hits the table, you're OK with it leaving the table and you get your two resources of value out of the card once you play it. It's not something like Milan where it's a big investment and then you have to kind of work towards it to to get what you paid into it back was lavis is just draw two cards 
which is an event that we'll talk about later, essentially. Yeah, it's as you're saying, just like um, with art student, it's like we've got an event, you spend your two, you draw your two cards. So that compares to, what's it called? Preposterous sketches? That's mm -hmm. Dunwich, isn't it? Yeah, we're about mm -hmm. to talk about preposterous sketches, actually. Yeah, it's just like that. I mean, you get one fewer card, which is okay, but instead you get the soak, which is really nice. And uh, yeah, I, I like this, especially um, you know, for a lot of the reasons we were saying with art student, you get soak and you might be an investigator that needs extra soak. Um, if you run both art student and lab assistant, and maybe even William Melson, that's a lot of disposable soak you've got. You're going to, it's going to, the game's going to have a hard time taking you down if you've got this like revolving door of allies. If you have two art students and two lab assistants in your deck, that's really nice because that's eight cards, that's four cards that actually, that are like events and do a thing, but also keep you in the game. Mm -hmm. So, like the combination of the both of them, I think it, it gets even better because that's a lot of soak. Now, if you're only, and if, you're, um, if your card pool is really small, like you're running with, say, Core and Dunwich, there's not a lot of soak options yet. So having these two, like, really helps with your options, especially if you're playing a, uh, one of the Dunwich investigators, like Jim Culver. It's nice to have some, uh, you know, just events with soak on them. You don't have to take things like Elder Sign Amulet and spend a lot of XP. Yeah, And it's just a nice effect for anyone that has access to seeker level zero cards you know yeah drawing cards is always good you know and certain classes really need the card draw exactly yeah ironically seekers seem to be the class that doesn't need the effect all that much whereas like roland banks and um yeah like roland banks and the dumbish investigators seem to like it rogues at this point don't have like good card draw at all so lab assistant i think at jenny's quite useful because she's got the money to pay for it so you just get yourself some sanity soak and draw some cards which is what you're really after yeah we talked about this during our review of the of the guardian cards there are very very few guardian cards that let you draw cards at this stage of the yeah. game and they usually require you to jump jump through some hoops in order to do it mm -hmm. so having a card like laboratory assistant is great for roland where if you do want the card draw then here it is the maximum hand size increase, not really that impactful most of the time, but uh, you're probably going to sacrifice her. I think I've, I have played sort of the big hand deck, and I think in that style of deck, she tends to stick around longer just because her effect is so rare that if you are trying to, say, have 10 to 12 cards in your hand, you really kind of need her to stick around to get you to that level. There just aren't that many cards that do it. But at this stage of the game, you're going to play her, draw two cards, and then probably sack her. And I think the biggest question for Roland is, I mean, he's just got so many good allies at this point. You know, you've got the beat cop you want. You've got Brother Xavier. You've got Art Student. You've got Lab Assistant. You know, a lot of these Seeker allies are really better outside of Seekers than they are for the Seekers themselves. So that is something working against her. It's just competition for the ally slot starts to really ramp up once you start to expand your card pool, even with just Dunwich, and uh, trying to decide which mix of allies you want to play is uh, can be challenging, especially if you're unwilling to spend the 3 XP on Charisma. That is an option, but uh, 
but sometimes you just, especially when you're playing Dunwich, that sort of charisma tax of three XP can get quite uh, is quite pricey when you're only earning when you're earning so little XP as you are in in Dunwich. How would we rate the uh, the laboratory assistant? I think the lab assistant deserves a solid plus one. This is a card I come back to a lot in deck building. It's just a good effect with extra soak. Like, there's really not much more you can ask for. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's cheap. It's soak. It's card draw. Do I need to say anything else? Say, it's a Magali art. That makes it even better. It's Magali art. It makes it even better. There you go. Yep. That. But it's not quite enough to put it to Elder Sign, you know, for me. I'd say still plus one, even though it has Magali art. Yeah, just like I'd consider this a uh, an alternative to Art Student. If your deck needs card draw more than it needs clue discovery, you can run both Lab Assistant and, and Art Student in the same deck, and you're probably happy. Yeah, that she's just all around very good. I'd give her a plus one. Between Art Student and this one, I tend to play Art Student more. Because I value ah, uh, you solo player. That, yeah, it makes that sense. Clue discovery more yeah. than I value the card draw. So, yeah. given the choice between the two, I almost inevitably end up running art student. But I, you know, it's hard to ignore the fact that card draw outside of seeker is a is a rare thing. And given that all of the investigators in the box can take this card if they want some card draw, is uh, is pretty tough to ignore. So. While I might give this one a zero simply from a solo's perspective, I think she probably deserves a plus one just because anybody can take her and, uh, you know, anybody in the, all of the investigators in the Dunwich Legacy box can take her and then Roland can take her as well, which is, is pretty nice if you, if you play in Guardian and you do want a little bit of, of card draw and soak in there, she's a, she's a nice option. I do want to, get around eventually to building that Miskatonic archaeology funding deck to see if there is enough. There's There just doesn't feel like there's enough allies with the Miskatonic trait yet to uh, to really have sort of what you need to, to play that deck, but uh, I don't there, have much experience with it, so I could be there, wrong about that. There is, once you expand your collection and you can get some of the experienced miskatonic allies like abigail foreman and witten oh, yeah. green and yeah those more expensive allies like once you have a combination of like those plus maybe milan i believe milan is also miskatonic traded you know so like combination of milan plus witten plus a, a revolving door of like art student and lab assistant now you're getting plus two intellect plus one willpower you're drawing cards, you're gaining resources. That seems pretty yeah. good. <laughs> and don't yeah. forget, one of the best allies in this box is also Miskatonic Traded, but we won't get to talk about him for a little bit yet. That's right. I forgot about that. The next card we're going to talk about is our first event. This is I've Got a Plan. It's a three-cost event with an intellect and uh, combat skill icon, insight and tactic trait. You may fight. This attack uses intellect. You deal plus one damage for this attack for each clue you have. Max plus three damage. What do we think about? I've got a plan. In Dunwich, you know, talking about core in Dunwich, this card's really good. Oh, yeah. This card's real good. 
being able to deal four damage as the seeker what that's a lot <laughs> yeah that's what? that's a really strange one because like for the longest time like this was the highest damage event like in the game mm -hmm. yeah because like even dynamite blast does three yeah this could potentially deal four that is a lot admittedly there are hoops you have to jump through and it's not yeah. trivial yes. you know it's not something you just fire off at any random enemy like you have to have a very specific target when you play this card and dunwich gives you plenty of targets for for this card thankfully yeah uh, yeah i've used this card to quite good effect but i will say that as the card pool has grown i find myself not playing this card as much Okay. Yeah, you just don't have room for a certain amount of. It's, plus, uh, it's a combination we'll... of that plus the fact that you have to have the clues in order to deal the damage, mm -hmm. actually becomes less of a consistent thing within scenario design, oh, because right. the way the scenarios are designed nowadays, you're often mm -hmm. spending the clues once you get them. Mm -hmm. You know, so you, you generally don't have like this stock pool of clues at least in lower player counts you know i'm sure in multiplayer you're probably still scooping up tons of clues yeah. you know before you have to advance and in that format then this card is pretty much always on four damage is a lot <laughs> although as time goes on three three costs starts to seem pretty expensive and you know as as power creep takes hold the fact that it only tests one stat also becomes kind of a liability against it but uh well, yeah. if you're playing Daisy, you know, you're oh, probably yeah. playing Milan Christopher. And then yeah, that, and if you're at a six, like, you're mm. in Roland territory fighting enemies at that point. So, yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Okay. So it's a, uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's quite strong. Yeah. This is, this is one of the few offensive options available to seekers at level zero. And, uh, yeah, they just don't have a lot of options besides I've got a plan if they need to kill something dead. Three cost is is a bit high, but, again, usually you've got Mylan Christopher fueling your engine, so the cost is less of an issue. Having to have a bunch of clues, as you said, Nate, can be tough, especially if you're playing solo because so many of the scenarios seem to have a once you gather three clues, you can advance and spend those clues. So you gather three clues, you spend them, and then you have to start gathering clues again to turn on your I've got a plan. But, I mean, the ability to nuke something for four damage at this stage of the game is... I honestly don't know how you play Solo Seeker at this point without I've got a plan to back you up. I guess you could go all evade, but... Sometimes things gotta die, and and this is this is your ticket to that. There is a level two upgrade available in the Harvey Walter starter deck. I don't think I've ever felt the need to upgrade this card, but that is an option if if you want it. How would we rate this one? This is a solid plus one. I like that this card doesn't also give you a stat boost. You oh, know, yeah. so you, you really have to commit to your plan mm -hmm. which is both flavorful and i think a good balancing mechanic like you're getting a big chunk of damage like you shouldn't also be able to more easily do that big chunk of damage and one thing to note too is that 
this can kill elite enemies. You know, like, this is the way the Seekers can kill a 4-health boss. You know, like, that combined with maybe a lucky, like, punch on a Ghoul Priest or something, now you're killing the Ghoul Priest in solo. Mm -hmm. Or a Yithian Observer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, plus one feels right for this. I will say that I, I do wish for, like, the sake of the game that this didn't exist. Because I really wish that the designers were able to be more creative than let's give seeker damage cards, you know, for having them deal with enemies. I've got a plan is the reason why you never need to play barricade or anything of its ilk, because in the one class that like is not the enemy slayers, they give you enemy slaying options. So like you never have to like trick your way around enemies. You don't have to use barricades. You don't have to use um, a card. We're going to talk about later on. You, you just, you don't, you can, you can kind of take the direct approach even as the, um, the anti-fighting class. So I'm giving this a plus one, but I really wish this card didn't exist. Yeah. Because of how it funnels the game towards, you know, square peg round hole solutions for uh, dealing with things. I think this card is a symptom of a bigger issue that, that you touched on yep. Matastrophic. And we're going to probably talk about this repeatedly as we go through these seeker cards and the fact that they gave the seekers a card like this is a problem yeah and i think it really has created i guess it's it's just sort of spiraled out of control as as the seeker card pool has grown and the fact that they gave the seekers a card that deals for up to four damage there is a cost to it but the fact that they just gave them this card that can basically incinerate any enemy at this stage of the game, I think is a problem. In solo, I would probably give this an Elder Sign simply because this is your only option, really. Like, you just don't have a lot of options. And in fact, it, it can be so essential that if you run into a five health enemy and this is not enough, you quickly realize just how few options you have as a seeker to follow this up. Because if the thing doesn't die, say you only have two or three clues, or uh, one or two clues, sorry, you don't really have anything to follow that up with. And you probably spending six resources on two copies, like to play two copies of this back-to-back -back is, is often prohibitive. I think if you're playing in multiplayer... This one drops quite a bit because you don't really need it. Like most guardians worth their salt should be able to keep the enemies off you. And so this sort of just comes in as a nice to have, say, a one of in your deck. Oh, I got trapped by myself. The guardian is off doing other things. I need to incinerate something. And you can play this and get yourself out of that problem rather than forcing the the guardian to sort of have to make his way make his or her way across the map to to save you but i think i'll settle on a plus one the it's just that that the variable damage i think sort of reigns this in enough because it just it depends on the number of clues you have and if you don't have have the three clues to really power this up you can often get caught short and if you don't get 
get that four damage to make sure the thing dies, you don't have a lot of options after that. Yeah. I I like this card over something like Occult Invocation. Where okay. Occult Invocation gives you a boost and oh, yeah, more right. damage at the cost <laughs> of a couple cards in your hand. Yeah. So like that card is essentially always live. Whereas, yeah, there's an actual like risk you take to putting I've got a plan in your deck. You know, you yeah. you have to get the clues. You have to then fight the enemy. You know, there's a there's a certain cadence to it that you have to follow. I yeah. wish the designers told you if you want to play a seeker and you want to fight enemies, use your off class. That's why you have it. You know, it's like like with this, like Daisy doesn't have to think about using Mystic to deal with enemies because she's got I've got a plan. You know, Rex doesn't think have to think about using his five off class slots to deal with enemies because he's got mm -hmm. I've got a plan. It's like by making it seems counterintuitive to create investigators that are able to splash in other classes and then give every class then give like the non fighty class like a silver bullet like this. Mm. It's just I wish this card didn't exist. Yeah. yeah, I I think in the case of someone like Daisy, right, where yep. you have off-class Mystic, you can easily play Shriveling and then have yeah. this as a supplement way of dealing damage. And then all of a sudden, Daisy is killing every enemy in front of her Yeah, because you've got a combination of, like, Holy Rosary, Milan Christopher. I know this costs, like, a million resources, but we're also oh, playing yeah. Milan Christopher. So, <laughs> you know, so, like, you've got consistent damage with your shriveling and now you've got this you know plan in the back back pocket where you're just killing the boss all of a sudden in two actions yeah i find this card interesting also you know as the card pool has grown we've talked about a couple cards in this in this review that have costs we have dr william t mallison that has a cost of dropping a clue we have i've got a plan which has a cost of depending on how many, you know, its effectiveness depends entirely on how many clues you have. And I feel like that's something that the Seeker class has lost as the card pool has expanded. Okay. These sorts of costs have simply vanished on these cards. And so it's all upside and no, no oh, downside. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like in these earlier sets, there was a real kind of tug and pull between having clues and spending them and it felt pretty rewarding when you could like kind of manage that but now it's just just vacuum all the clues and damn to be the consequences that's going to do it for our look at the first batch of seeker cards let us know in the comments down below what you think any final thoughts the worst has yet to come <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, you ain't seen nothing yet, folks. Yeah, I do think uh as this uh as these uh reviews continue, things are gonna get uh, a little bit darker. Uh I've got a plan is just sort of the the tip of the iceberg, as uh as they say when it comes to seekers and uh as much as I like the card as a solo player metastrophic I agree. I sort of wish they had not given seekers a way to simply incinerate things. Uh, well, I'm I'm going to talk about this a little bit later with another card. We're going to talk about uh, expose weakness, 
but yeah, I think the fact that they just handed Seekers a way to 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 do Guardian levels worth of damage is is problematic. As a solo player, I like it because, I mean, you don't have many options. But yeah, I think overall, I think it's problematic. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.